What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different. That's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun. We going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. We are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes art out of our life's debris. Hey, y'all, this is part two. If you haven't checked out part one, check our feed for it. You know, when you talked about uh, when you said uh, we we respond differently, it makes me it made me think about uh, I think it was the um, oh my gosh uh, I'm gonna lose some black points. It was the 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 anniversary of the shooting in North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, at mm-hmm. the church, yeah. and um, uh, I remember when that happened. One thing that popped into my mind was this is domestic terrorism. Yes. Uh, and the the country says a country that claims to be Christian. Yes. Uh, well, says claims. I, I say I, claims. I, 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 country I, I, that claims to be Christian says. Uh, made my eyes twitch. Their their uh, <laughs> the response to terrorism is never forget. Yeah. And and burn them all, like get them all, mm-hmm. right? Every last one of them. Every last one them. of them. We, we got to show strength. Yep. Right. Uh, and go shopping. <laughs> Okay. You're, refer- you're referencing George Bush, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, after 9-11. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Said, he essentially said go shopping. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. But, uh, I, I, but then these family members and friends, they come up, look this guy in the face, and they say, we forgive you. Oh, yeah. We forgive you, which is, to a Christian nation, should have been a perfect example. Oh, this is what it meant for Jesus to be on the cross. Yep, yep. To 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 have those who crucify him and hunk him and say, Lord, forgive them. They don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, there's mixed reviews. Yes, there Even were. in the evangelical world, there's mixed reviews. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. It's um, too much. It's too much. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it was a norm. I was like, that's what we've learned. That's been a theology I grew up with. That's love, it. Them, love them anyhow. Mm-hmm. And so even in the face, like with, with, the funeral is still to come for some of them. There, yep. uh, 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 or the funeral is close. Excuse me. Uh, they can still say, "We forgive you. Mm-hmm. We forgive you." And I, powerful I, man. I believe some of their hearts were catching up with their words, even at a moment. But they, I think, I do know they mm-hmm. meant it. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I know what that feels man, like. Man, you know what that's like with your, like your wife. Yeah. There's sometimes it's like, man, baby, I love you, and then it's like, mostly, you know. <laughs> It's like let's be honest about marriage. Like sometimes you're like, man, it's full. It, like I love you, and it's like it's true, all yeah. the way through. And then there's other times it's like I love you, and it's it's mostly true. I'm trying to let that catch up. Yeah, I'm, I gotta catch up. Try to catch up. You know, with my words. but I'm convicted, and I'm gonna. You know, this is where the prosperity preachers have it right. I'm gonna speak that into existence. You yeah. know, I'm gonna speak like love. I'm gonna speak forgiveness. Yeah, and I'm gonna catch up with it. You yeah, know? I almost did the same thing, man. In the that one shooting, you know, with that that dude went into the elementary school and killed a bunch of oh, kids. Oh yeah, and they sure enough they cared for that that dude's family. Mm-hmm. Dom showed up like 
baking them bread and like making sure they were taken care of. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah. This is a whole nother display of the gospel. Yes. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so, um, that's, that's, that's living by a different spirit. Yes. That's living by a different spirit. Yes. We're going to a different spirit. So as we go into talk about intersectionality, we got to go into it with a different spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and that spirit also has to, there's been this thing that's popped up. Uh, what I love and what I think the church as a whole needs to learn from the black community is, is this idea that uh, we understand, uh, I think the black church understands amongst the expressions of the church in America, I think they might understand the most of what it means that the Lord won't give you more than you can bear. Because... <clears throat> uh, and maybe the secret to it all is you just don't carry it. You carry what you, you don't carry more. <laughs> you don't have to carry as more than you can bear. Because uh, that, that could pop up in this idea of intersectionality. Um, I've heard prominent uh, white preachers talk about how, like, look, I, I, can't, I can't look at the, the, uh, the, what's happening in Sudan, and I can't look at what's happening in right, South America right. and carry all that. Like, it's too much. But I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's in the Lord's hand. Like, what are you carrying other what, than, what like, some kind of with? empathy? Right. Um, right. And so when we think about intersectionality, and you think about, but if I look at all these things, can I actually carry my sexism, my racism, yeah, uh, and then also the being truth. oppressed by, like, being by, by able-bodied people? And, and, like, can and I those, actually those carry all that? Those are the things that? that you know about. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, then in the care of my blind spots, things, blind spots at, at any moment, up. I might get slammed upside the head yeah. for being a moron. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But but if you can go into understanding, I'm only going to pick up what the Holy Spirit tells me to pick up at the time he tells me to pick me, pick it up. Yo, I'm going to follow hard, him. And I'm going to follow okay. him into into redemption. Understand that he's leading me into he's leading me out of this domination curse. Yes. Into something better. So you're talking about those who are participating in domination, yeah. that they carry what the Lord has revealed to them in the time that he's revealed. Right? Yeah. Yo, but then that means we got to stop trying to convict people. Mmm. Mmm. Say more true, about that. Right? Like, so if we're relying on the Spirit yeah. to lead somebody to the way of anti-domination. Yeah in the way that he's leading them. So, like, they might actually be exploring anti-racism, but totally sexist still, mm-hmm. you know? Do I leave that alone? And, like, say, it's in the Lord's timing that that dude will get convicted, you know? Yeah. Or do I blast that person? You need mm-hmm. to know more about X, Y, and Z, you know? Like, you need sure. to catch up or whatever. Sure. Um, that That's complicated because I, I feel like I need to be a prophet, you know? But at the same time, I can't make that person convicted. Sure. You know? Um, so that that's really Yeah, that's, that's really tough. That's tough. That's tough. And then, man, but, people doing sexism and racism, so that's very popular right now. But, man, can we talk about globalism? Because you brought up the Sudan and stuff like that. Yeah. Yo, we're getting, we got shoes that are nice. Mm. We got shrimp that is cheap. I'm going to take off We my got shoes. cell phones. Man, everybody needs to read Kevin Bale's Blood and Earth. Yeah, read that. Read, read that, that book, man. You'll be like, my cell phone. Like, I've participated in slavery. Yeah. If I got a cell phone. You realize that you need to repent every day of your life. Every day. You need that. Almost everything you touch. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's like, that's a lot to hold. Yes. And so do I walk around convicted? Like, every time I pull out my cell phone, like, oh, man, you know, like, I participated in slavery. 
like modern slavery, not like metaphorical, like modern. Mm-hmm. Somehow, somewhere along that line of product, you know, uh, production, mm-hmm. uh, man, it's there. That's real. Yeah. So do I hold that? And then if someone doesn't recognize that, do I do I blast that there person and let them yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, you need to, hey, you hold that cell phone, look at you, you know, you're an oppressor. I mean, that's a... Yeah. And it feels like, again, Twitter's so easy because I feel, sure. feel like it exemplifies that. That feels like what that's exactly what's happening on Twitter all over the place. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, everybody's just trying to convict everybody of everything uh-huh. of their own little pet thing, you know, gotcha. that they're self-righteous about. You know, they might actually be right about that thing, but then it's just put on black. So that that just gets, I don't know, it starts unraveling mm. for me, you know? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. I got you, but I, I actually think jesus helps us out with that um i go pull the jesus card okay yeah jesus card right out the back pocket <laughs> um but it, it i i i feel like jesus how he responds to issues of injustice helps mm-hmm. us out okay so uh it's like jesus is his call to his disciples when he first called them hey follow me he goes and does a bunch of stuff if you remark, the, the, the disciples are actually silent. Like, Jesus is not necessarily interacting. He's doing a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, very what, action-oriented. What, yeah. What's inferred is that they're watching him yes. and learning, um, like any disciples would do with a rabbi. Um, and then he, he gives them assignments, send them, send them out, they come back. There's, there's, some, there's, some, uh, there's some relationship built. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, we see him, like, re- starting to really challenge them. You see mm-hmm. Peter starting to put his foot in his mouth a lot. Um, and you see just these deeper interactions with him. Um, and when there's a hard lesson that they need to learn, uh, he, uh, he, makes sure he, he, he makes sure they understand it. Um, uh, but then we also see Jesus calling out the Pharisees like ain't nobody's business. Yeah. Just straight up. Mm-hmm. Just straight mm-hmm. up calling them out. I think he said brood of vipers. Ooh, right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I think what we need to take from that is what we got need to realize is, okay, what was true about Jesus and his disciples? Deep, committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. He, could, he could talk to them after building some relationship. He could talk with them a certain way and, and teach hard lessons. What do we see between Jesus and the Pharisees? The Pharisees had systemic power, to, to, and it was hurting people. Right. And so there was a lot on the line. And so he had to speak prophetically into mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. call them out. Um, to his disciples, you see a little bit more patience. I, that always that always caught me. I'm like, wait, geez, you barely know the Pharisees, like in terms of relationship. Right, right. He barely but you that. are calling them out hard when you see them. Mm-hmm. And then the disciples, I don't, it's a different kind of tone. Uh, and there's like, and, and, the, and we see like when Jesus was with the Samaritan woman at the well, the disciples still carry some racism in their heart. Um, and, oh yes, and, and how they interact. Oh yes, what, and when they, how they react to they didn't Jesus like biracial folk. They didn't like them. They nope. they still had that Jewish view of Samaritans. Elitism. Yep. And so, uh, but Jesus is still patient with them, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he still teaches them. Um, uh, and so, I think that that's that's good for us to see and to try to mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that as we as we think about intersectionality and as we go into this thing, uh, like you can't just be a call out, call out, call out, call out person. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, OK. 
And I actually think it's counterproductive if you're doing that and it's divorced from deep relational pursuit. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. hard. I know that's mm-hmm. hard for people of color because that's just tough. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of that, I actually believe the way in which we 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 need to figure out how, and this has been part of my, I've, I've been uh, practicing not allowing uh, a dominant culture person's uh, microaggression and everything. I'm practicing not carrying that and giving that to the Lord for right, the sake right. of the people, the uh, the white folk who I'm in a relationship and pursuing, who I need to like maybe go deep with. You need to carry and, stuff with And him. I need to carry it yeah. like to preserve my health and, and voice and energy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, when it's hurting somebody. Okay. When... Okay. When the oppressor is doing something that can hurt people, mm-hmm. hurt system, I, I, I got to bring a prophetic voice. So you said, I don't, can you ever call out if we need to let people come to the conviction? Right. When you're walking with somebody and discipling them. Then yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you need to, you, both of y'all should be dependent on the spirit. And there's going to be time where you, where you get the freedom. Like you yeah. feel like God is asking you to, to say this and you mm-hmm. do it, but it come out of place of hearing from the Lord and with a deep care for this person's discipleship. Um, uh, and, and you need to call out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other places where it's just like it's not necessarily worth it. Um, unless like there's some like uh, cause or something that that's speaking against a structure system mm-hmm. or some in, some mm-hmm. individual uh, individuals actions that are hurting. So people. that's interesting because then then if you frame it within discipleship, it's like yeah, discipleship um, at the end of the day can't be abstract or disembodied. Mm-hmm. Discipleship has to be in relationship. So if understanding this this domination theory you know, the undoing of domination and domination being like the p- parent sin or uh-huh. whatever, you know, that produces all this offspring, then it has to be done in relationship. This is still the primary mechanism by which which God kind of um, undoes that um, in discipleship. But there are these prophetic moments, you know, that is broader that is, you know, a prophet speaking to a nation mm-hmm. type of thing, prophet speaking to a, a system of power, mm-hmm. right, where there isn't relationship. But that's not really the primary, um, you know, ministry. Mm. I, you know, and I think I think we could probably make that argument from the New Testament at least, yeah. but also the Old Testament. That, w- that wouldn't be the primary office of the disciple-maker is to call out systems of power or injustices that are disembodied. It's usually primarily in relationship and within the community yeah. that, that that's happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and most prophets come from within that community, right? Yeah, that's um, why they get killed. Yeah. <laughs> that's worth saying, though. That's worth no, saying. No, no, you're going to die. There, might be t- there is a time for <clears throat> prophecy. And they, Nine times out of ten, disemboweled. Yeah. yeah, so, so. <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you, do you want to share um, your thing? About... Uh, just how we engage and think about. Um... I thought it was really helpful. So Brad's got this this thing that we we worked out, we we ate some public subs one time and we <laughs> developed this thing, and um, I just think it's an interesting framework because again the 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 false binaries that we put stuff in, and and then we then we kind of get so focused on something yeah. 
that we don't see the other blind spots that we have. And this is maybe like a, a, a cognitive pyramid that allows mm -hmm. like, like some very general concepts to be our starting point that then filters out into more, more general applications. So I think that'll make more sense when he kind of explains it, but I, I thought this was really helpful. Yeah. You know, maybe I, just do a brief overview or something. Yeah, of course, just like this idea, this theory of domination, this is also a work in progress. I mean, but it's, it's actually on a think. piece of paper, so yeah, it is, it's it is, more it is, official. It is. <laughs> it's helping <laughs> us think though. But we have this idea of the oppressed and the oppressor, and depending on what you're talking about, you're gonna enter into that differently. Um, but uh, there's also different types of oppression. Yes. Um, so um, there's individual oppression. There's like an individual way in which you can oppress somebody. Mm -hmm. You can do something with extreme prejudice to someone mm -hmm. um, or extreme ignorance to someone. And this was David with Bathsheba and yeah, you know, yeah, yep. like, that was like this is microaggressions. This yep. is individual mm -hmm. oppression, oppressor. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Yep, it is it is men whistling at cat calling women. Mm -hmm. This is like usually a man that cat, cat calls a woman, right? My wife loves that, by the way. She comes home hot yeah. and ready to kill any man she sees. I'm glad men are on blast right now. Like, yeah, that's very true. So that 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 can be an individual thing, but then also catcalling is a systemic problem. That's what mm -hmm. we. That's what mm -hmm. that's what the Me Too movement brought up. It's like mm -hmm. you're realizing, oh, this is a systemic issue, mm -hmm. um, and in that sense, all men yep. need to kind of enter into that that place um, with empathy and ready to like offer forgiveness because it's a system that we benefited from. Mm -hmm. um, the system of the voting sexism. system. They weren't allowed to vote for so many there years. There you go. Right? It's a, that's a systemic like law yep. issue. Yeah. So we yep. have like individual oppression, we have systemic oppression, and then lastly, I think something that is not necessarily thought about a lot is communal oppression. Yep. This is this is this is you may not be this is not necessarily the system this is not necessarily just you as an individual this might but this is some kind of sin or issue within your network of people like yeah. your your group your community mm -hmm. of folk that you are in relationship with um uh and and so when we think about oppression what usually what can happen is you think about okay sexism oh i'm not sexist i never cat call women yep cool um and systemically, like I, I posted, I posted, I posted my tweet. Uh, I put up an Instagram post. I went to this rally. I'm mm -hmm. reading Shojona Truth. I'm like, I'm okay. in it. Like I'm not systemically. I'm trying to go against the system. Cool. But what about your friend? You know, your friend uh, Simon over there. Yep. Who still does it, and you haven't called him out on it yet. Yep. There's a communal sin among you that yes, you are responsible for because you, you know it's happening. And, and, and this all comes from the Bible. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all this framework is from the scriptures. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you actually have a responsibility to root all of that mm -hmm. out. And so as we, as we think about, okay, oppression and intersectionality, you might, you, when you come to these things, these, these places, and you're trying to think about, okay, where do I fit in? Don't just stop at your individual contribution to um, Correct. Or, or individual participation. I never owned slaves. But but think right? about yep. the systemic and the communal aspects yep. of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's necessary to think about the specifics of what that, um, uh, the specifics of that oppression. Um, so you as an oppressed, as the oppressed or the oppressor, the specifics of it. Um, so I just listed a few, a few types of, uh, now this could come before 
you think about the individual systemic communal, it could come um, after. But you got to think about how, what, what is it affecting, right? So if I, so you just talked about the, the, uh, the, the voting system, right? Mm -hmm. Now that, yeah. that's, that's like gender, that's sexism. Yeah. That affects gender identity. Mm -hmm. That affects money, like money is involved in that. Yep. So like women being oppressed with, with their pay, mm -hmm. um, that involves a lot of different ways in which oppression is happening. Right. Um, and so to think really significantly about like, what are the places, where's the oppression, what does the oppression look like? So in, in, in the idea of repression, I could think of myself as an individual who's interacting with these various areas, yep. money, you know, the voting, the yep. education. And then I could also think oppression systemically, you know, money, you know, jobs, yeah. you know, voting or whatever. And then I could also think communally, same thing. Is that is that how, yep. to, how to think about it? Like, so you're not just thinking about one facet of oppression. You're thinking about it more holistically. Holistically. Mm -hmm. About how is this affecting folk holistically? Mm -hmm. um, now, for mo for a lot of folk, uh, if you start this journey, you could it, you might just think about one thing. It's like you might like, oh yeah, my sexism is individually affecting this friend, right? And it's causing a rift in our relationship. So yeah. her, she's not being affirmed in her identity mm -hmm. in a godly way, and mm -hmm. so I need to work on that. Um, but this gives you this is this helps you work towards repentance in some tangible ways mm -hmm. when you start thinking about the whole all the yeah, ways holistically yeah holistic um, and tangible yep yep now there's all, there's one last layer and that is depending on your context and i'm saying your country of context mm -hmm. um because uh, that matters uh you gave the example of your friend who was in germany and now his the, the you know there's the there's oppression yep. happening between people based on skin color, mm -hmm. which is probably affecting people's race, um, their identities, probably affecting the economic, but who are the oppressors? Like, what do they look yeah. like? It might if be different. In, if you're in the U.S., more than likely, there's a white and black dynamic, mm -hmm. black or uh, white and brown. Yeah. But white, white and shades of black, right? There you go. That's basically how it Shades works. of black and brown. Yep. So, uh, but in another country in and, Europe in Turkey, it looks different in Turkey, in Turkey it looks, it looks different. different yep in Africa China it looks, different. looks different in India India it looks different yep um, and so understand your global context uh, is really helpful as you think about repentance and what yeah. and how to kind of yeah. come against it because this was some of my to my original thinking like 12 years ago I ran across this where they're in these slum communities in Metro Manila there was like slum lords who were like oppressing the people but normally I would think, oh, but this dude himself is oppressed, mm. you know? Like he's in a particular vulnerable position in this garbage community. But in this garbage community, he is the oppressor. And it was so confusing to me. I was like, I don't even know how to label this anymore because I, mm. you know, I was just trying to label everything like, oh, this is good, this is bad, yeah. this is oppressor, this is oppressed. You know, God clearly loves this person. God clearly hates this other person. Type of thing, yeah. and that was like that's easier framework. Mm. But this is much more complicated. Where you go, we're all kind of wrong at some point, you know, and we all need the grace of Jesus at some point. And and it's just interesting for me to preach the gospel to them, to this one guy. Mm. Involves a it's more holistic gospel, 
there are things that the Lord is like against you in, brother. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also some things that the Lord is very much for you. In. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you need some Jesus. That's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a really good point. And that was really I, that was that blew my mind. Yeah. Like 12 years ago, when I came across that situation, I was like, I've never even thought about it. Yeah. Before. And that's yeah. something that I think is significant for this domination theory is like, because the gospel has to be good news for the poor. Yes. I was just looking at what is Luke 5 or 4, Luke, Luke where yeah. I have come to proclaim good, proclaim yeah, good news, news yeah. to the poor. Yeah. Like, Jesus is quoting Isaiah, and his thing that, that he first said is good news for mm-hmm. the poor. Mm-hmm. And so this helps us get to that. Um, because uh, if you, in a world of domination, usually the poor are the ones suffering the most from the domination. Yeah. Um, but we know that they're sent all the way through from top yep. to bottom. Yep. How do you call and, that out? Yeah. And, How some, do you... and some of those folks at the bottom, like that Kevin Bale's book, you read that book? The, Kevin the Bale. Blood and Earth? Yes, I yeah. read sections of it. Yo, that book messed you up. Well, he talks about the shrimp farms. Mm-hmm. And in the shrimp farms, there's people that are like oppressing other people. But they, it's like layers of oppression, layers mm-hmm. of domination. And yeah, it, to me, it just it just blows my mind. Like, how do I preach to all those layers? Because mm. it's like, at one point, man, it's good news to you, and God is for you, and He's here to protect you. And in the same sentence, I have to have, I have to also say, and He's also coming for you, like mm. not in a good way. <laughs> like, yeah. it, the day of the Lord is against you, type of thing. Yeah, that's that's a that's a complicated gospel, I think. You know, that yeah. gets us away from. A Sunday school version, you know, of presenting Jesus to folks, mm-hmm. you know. So, I think it's worth it to talk about, if we can, to as we wrap this up, to talk about how this has played itself out between me and you. Okay. Because here, so let's just talk about the intersection. Let's just talk about the intersectionality okay. of okay. our relationship. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about. Like, so we, in an earlier uh, podcast, we talked about, like, where we were when we met. Yes. Right? Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to lay out all that stuff where okay. I was. And then it'd be interesting for you to lay out where you were. Okay. So I come from a, I came from a black missionary Baptist religious background. Um, parents who married and stayed married and still are married mm-hmm. um strict household uh straight man uh african-american uh able-bodied athlete athlete yep um handsome oh i, I guess we can include that <laughs> i'm just saying uh art artists mm-hmm. um and what what else could i Above say Above average iq uh, decent IQ, decent. Oh, well, yeah, decent. You, you're IQ. in the gifted program, right? I was in the gifted program. Yeah, yes. yeah. You're above average um, IQ. So I come in, and I need to reiterate, a black man. Yeah. And I come in as a student under your leadership, mm-hmm. and then you come in at. Oh, I should say this. And in my religious background, women could not lead men per se, so they weren't allowed in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. That, that's the extent that I saw it. Um, uh, and our, the, I had a very underdeveloped teaching on sexuality. So mm-hmm. 
as far as the the whole homosexual conversation yeah it was very simplistic yeah um, yeah so go ahead you are where you come in at intersectionality like yeah how did you oh. come in as well a- i'm not as handsome <laughs> so that's a I, I like to say i've been oppressed with my, my looks <laughs> For for my looks, I look like a police officer. <laughs> so, whatever you imagine in your head, that's true. That's it. That's gonna that's be our slogan. That's Welcome it. to the podcast. <laughs> one looks like a police officer. That's right. The other one's tall and handsome. Another looks like. You always get Will Smith and Kobe I Bryant. I do get Will Smith. Yeah. I not Kobe. I get Will Smith and Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. That's right. Okay. Or Gregory Hines. Uh, able able bodied, educated, um, higher IQ, uh, above average IQ. Um, you know, stable family, generationally stable, generationally mm. married. Um, you know, I don't know generations back. I'm not sure if any of them have ever split. You yeah. know, so I just found that out. Um, so that's true. Um, you know, uh, property owning um, family was the was the first one. My my mom went to a college for nursing, but it was like a technical college. Mm. Um, you know, but but I, you know, I think I was the first one in college, you know, uh, you know, neither of my parents were really in a four year university. Yeah. So, uh, you know, white male, you know, yep. straight um, and uh, employed. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to wrap us up like with our calls. Uh, yeah. And uh, so you came into to that. To like our relationship, we we meet each other with that, and yet you're called you you got to disciple this this black guy. And I should say I came from a lower income family, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. free lunch all my life. Yeah. Uh, property owning, but because well, through various reasons, mm-hmm. not necessarily like built up wealth. Right. Um, but uh, no parents went to college. Right. Um, uh, and so you come in and you have to disciple mm-hmm. a black man who is different from you. Yeah. So uh, how, wh- let's say this, how do you, how did you step into that space and both call to sanctification, which requires like, the calling out of sin and all that, those things. How did you, how did you do that? What was like the, the, uh, the way you did that? Uh, some of the things that were going on in your thinking, as you did that, with me. And then I'll talk about as a black man submitting to white leadership, what was going on with me. Yeah, yeah. I I think for me, very early on, in my ministry career, I I said, man, how do I what's my responsibility for the narrow way? So if I try to make people like me, that doesn't seem to be quite right. So I can't teach them everything, you know, nor maybe should I teach them everything. But maybe what's my bare minimum that I think is like necessary for them to be on the narrow way, to keep them on the narrow way. And so a lot of that, my discipleship, I think centered around like high Christology, um, high like, biblical like um, not necessarily understanding the way like like I would teach a bunch of truths but it's more like can can you be fluent in 
studying the scriptures? Can you be fluent with interacting with the scriptures? Versus, can you repeat back to me words I'm telling you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I would say really those two things. I think later listening prayer, but that was maybe later. Um, but those first two things, I was like, man, if I could just pass this on, they probably can go anywhere in the world and follow mm. Jesus into any culture and follow Jesus. Yeah. So maybe it has the best hope of translating to whatever culture or whatever crossing culture we're happening right now. That was very early on. Like at the first year when I was like working full time for InterVarsity, I said, man, that I got to change some things up. I got to like only focus on my lane. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is my lane. And I, I don't think I did that particularly well, but that that's what I was trying to do. And, you know, I probably have a bunch of regrets mm. if, I, if I really laid everything out. And be like, yeah, I didn't do that great. Mm. But that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. It's helpful. It's helpful. Yeah. I I think I entered in. It's funny. I entered into whether it was you or whether the person before you, Jason, who's yeah. a good friend. I just remember feeling. I think it started off me feeling like I don't want to be like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that turned into I don't have to be like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that more than that, it was like I don't have to be like them, but I do want to imitate Jesus. Like they have a love for Jesus that is sincere and active mm, yeah. and I need to I need to imitate that mm-hmm. um, so in the initiatives of all I was even as um, even though it was fairly different from you and even like how you talk so a common thing when I, we mm-hmm. were when he was a staff worker is uh, is uh, one of your common sayings was like kick the devil in the throat Stuff like that. Uh, I might, I might have said that a few times. <laughs> Even that, that would. But that, I would do my Michael Jackson kick. Yeah, it, no, that I mean, was that was a that was like a somewhere between a lame man, Michael throw, Jackson kick like and a broken Ninja Turtle qu- no, kick. No, definitely broken Ninja That's Turtle. That's probably why your hip. But inspired is by <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> inspired. That, there you go. He can inspire I you. Devil, I can even. I'll do it right now. <laughs> but uh, I think. Uh, I imitated, like, there is a way in which you were a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. And I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. That that resonated with me, and I can get down with that. Yeah. Uh, and you never, you never told, so you so something like you said, listening prayer, you introduced that to me, but you never put these restrictions or boundaries or rules, like these strict rules around it that carried right. your culture with it. Right. Um, and in fact, uh, in just in leadership development, how I implemented my leadership, there were things like integrity. That's just things that you need to do that look like Jesus. Right. How they look, I was given a freedom, which was mm-hmm. which was key. Um, and so, uh, I, I think in terms of, I think we escaped this idea of. Mm, I think if we had, yeah, if we had a do-over, it's a lot of things we would do differently. Mm-hmm. But this idea of domination, like I did not feel dominated by you right. as a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because there was an understanding from you. There was an understanding from you that he shouldn't look like me. Yeah, he should be different. And there's a, a conviction to me that said, I'm not, I'm not supposed to, I know I'm not going to look like that. Like, yeah. that's not. I don't even want to. I don't want to. <laughs> and the yeah. Lord saying, that's okay. And so yeah. that's, and I pursued mm. friendship and pursued leadership and growth 
but held on to like God was for me. I was gonna look a little. I was gonna look different. Yeah. Then even the majority, the majority of leaders who are around me, but I'm gonna look different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's my call to to people of color, especially folk of color in a in a mostly folk color in a multi ethnic movement, is that it's okay that you look different. Um, uh, go to places where you can be affirmed in how you look different. I, yep. I was still participating in a black church yep. um, uh, back then. Uh, I was involved in the black church leadership. Uh, and uh, even when I came on staff and I became a part of the underground church plant, which was a multi-ethnic setting, I would visit black churches because I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed black space. Um, uh, and so my call to folk, as you think about like, Intersectionality, the theory of domination, mm-hmm. um, is in all of it. Trust that the Lord will make you into what you need to be, and if it's helpful for, especially for Black folk, find your space where you can is a, a place where you can be reaffirmed in who you are as the Lord makes you. Mm. Amen. Amen. I think my call would just be investigate where you're dominating others. You know, like actually with a sober mind and heart, prayerfully before God, investigate my heart, God, um, and show me where I am trying to be like you, you know, in in the fall kind of way mm-hmm. and dominate another person, whether that's at the workplace, at the gym, on the court, in your family dynamics, dating relationships like are you trying to dominate and have dominion over another um and and then when you identify that space what are places that you can introduce the gospel to undo that curse undo that domination um so and of course the caveat is uh maybe we're completely wrong about some of this stuff so um, there you go you know just hit delete (laughs) <laughs> wow what a just let's end it with a bang just hit that's the it lead. man that's how i roll just okay. hit the lead man good talk all right brother god bless you guys